sorted out the gremlins in the studio and we're very happy to welcome on the line Sine Luce, who is our MVP for today. Ladies and gentlemen, today's Touchline MVP. Sine, a warm welcome to the show and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you. Uh, we've made it... I don't even know, I think 103 days into a lockdown, if it isn't even more, because somewhere along the line, I lost count. How did you manage to just keep cool and calm during this time? Yes, no, it's extremely long. <laughs> um, and I don't think, you know, we're going to be normal, if I can say it like that, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think, you know, for us, we're on the road a lot, we travel a lot. So it was really good just to have some good quality family time. Yeah. Um, I know for a lot of people it was really hard staying at home, you know, not being able to do anything. But I think, you know, for us as sportswomen, um, it was really nice to be at home with our families and just spend some quality time with them. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I'm going to take a quick ad break. And when I come back, I want to know cricket. Why cricket? Why did you fall so deeply and hopelessly in love with the sport as opposed to any other sport? 10 minutes after 4 it is, and if it is, that you've just joined us, a warm welcome to the show. This is The Touchline on Radio 2000. We're in conversation with Sine Luce. She is our MVP for today. Sine, why cricket? You fell hopelessly in love, and it was cricket. Why the sport of all the sporting codes that you might have tried? Yes, um, I don't think I have, you know, I have that answer. Uh, but I just think, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things that's always been in my life. And mm-hmm. um, you know, my dad was pretty involved with mini cricket back in the day, and I have an older brother who played good cricket as well. So I guess it's just always been around in the family. And um, you know, I played other sports. I did swimming. I did netball. I did tennis as well. Um, but for some reason, cricket kind of just stuck. And I think, you know, as I grew older. Um, I really thought about, you know, what would be the best sport to, you know, to maybe give the best and more opportunities. And cricket just, you know, just handed out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, here we are still today. Yeah. Is it something where you sat down and actually decided, I'm going to make a career out of this? Or I guess I want to know if, if you chose cricket or if cricket chose you. Yeah, I think it's a bit, you know, a bit of both. Um, I know, I remember clearly there was a day in grade 10 where I had a tennis tournament and a cricket camp um, on the same weekend. Mm -hmm. And I just sat down and I sat down with my parents and I was like, well, I love both of these sports, but at some point I'm going to have to make a decision, you know, um, to what sport I'm going to concentrate on more. Um, And I don't think tennis was even a question. Um, Cricket was just always, you know, number one. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I think from that day, I just made the choice to give, you know, to give all my attention and to dedicate all my, you know, all my time to cricket. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, I think it was grade 10 when I kind of, when, you know, when I just, you know, finally made that decision. That's it. Uh, cricket it is. Do you think it was easier for you? I mean, if I had to compare probably the time you were at high school versus the time I was, there was no female cricket team. Um, there weren't a lot of teams you know there was no female rugby team there was no female uh, water polo team even you know so I trained with the boys um was life for you different at school where girls were accepted to play these predominantly uh, male sports and uh, there was no ridicule or teasing because you chose a sport that boys play mostly 
Yes, I think, you know, it didn't really change in high school. Our high school didn't have a girls' cricket team, so I had to play with the boys still. Um, and, you know, I think just they didn't tease me or anything, kind of because I bowled them out and hit them. <laughs> so they couldn't really tease me. Um, but no, I think it's kind of just a respect thing. At the end of the day, we're at the same level with the player next to you, male or female. Um, you know, you can play in any, in any team. Mm. Um, but yes, I think women's cricket and women's sport in South Africa generally, you know, grew immensely over the past years. And you can ju- just see the growth all around the world as well um, when it comes to women's sports. So I just think, you know, from young now, it's kind of just growing and growing even more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that that still exists uh, in a big way where... There is a huge difference between men's cricket, women's cricket, men's tennis, women's tennis, you know, uh, rugby that men play versus rugby that women play, and that that difference is going to exist for a long time still. I want to say no, but I think, you know, there's always going to be, you know, a bit of a bit of a challenge wherever you are. Um, but I must say, you know, in Cricket South Africa, they've really helped us, you know, um, and they're all about equality at the moment. So, mm. you know, we're flying business class the same as the men are doing. We're staying in the same hotels that the men are, you know, staying. So I think in terms of that, you know, it's really growing. Um, I think it's kind of just because the men, you know, the men's sports get so many or so much more spectators. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always going to have kind of an advantage over women's sports. But I think as women's sports grow, the spectators grow and, you know, men that only watch men's rugby will start watching women's rugby you know, mm. if the quality is the same. So I think it's all about a, a mindset in you know, in the public's eyes and how they perceive the sport. So but I think, you know, in the future, you know, that gap is closing very quickly. If I can just you know, mention Australia cricket, you mm-hmm. know, equal pay when we were there for the um, the T twenty World Cup in, in March. Um we the final had over ninety thousand you know, spectators for the game. Yeah. Um, and I think it's you know, small stuff like that that's really growing at the moment and really helping women's sports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear, you know, it, it really is good to hear these feel-good stories and know that women's sport is on the rise. Do you feel an obligation to the sport at all or responsible in terms of being a woman in the sport, doing well in the sport? And do you see yourself paving the way for young Sunez to come through the ranks and boldly and proudly say, I want to play cricket? Yes, definitely. I think that's one of, you know, our team's goals at the moment. Um, we really, we we accept that we maybe not going to have all the benefits in our lifetime or in our careers, but what we're really working on and, you know, who we're playing for as well is for the next generation coming in you know, having that equal rights, having the equal pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely something us as a Protea women's cricket team at the moment are striving for kind of just to, you know, to um, to win all our games and to kind of just show the world that we're out there and then for the next generation to come, you know, for the next generation to kind of just, you know, have a career and have a great career in cricket, not having to worry about, Am I going to have enough money? Do I have another job as well? You know, mm, stuff like that. Mm. So it's definitely something that we're busy working towards. I know in grade 10 you said you had that moment where tennis or cricket and you chose cricket. Did you know that you were going to choose cricket all the way to where you are now? Or was it always that cricket was maybe plan B and there was another plan A? 
Um, I think cricket was always my plan A, but you know, when I chose cricket, um, it wasn't really a career option at the time. But I always had, or I always knew I was going to study. Um, my parents are pretty big on having plan Bs and plan Cs mm-hmm. if something doesn't work out. So straight after, you know, straight after matric, I went to university just to, you know, start my studying and start having backup plans. What did you study and why are they big on having, yes, a plan A, but B and C has got to be a part of, of, of the plan? I think studying is extremely important, especially in cricket or in sports in general. Um, you never know when you're going to have an accident or, you know, or injury that can really stop your career at any, at any given time. Um, so I think for, for everyone, university or, or just studying something, um, mm. it's extremely important just to have that backup plan. Um, but to get back to your question, I I finished my sports science um, diploma in my first year, and then I went over to education. I really had a passion for kids, um, so I studied a year in education. But then, obviously, when the practicals, when you had to go do practicals, that kind of started getting really difficult with me being away on tours. So mm. I kind of I took a gap year after that, and then kind of just sat down and started thinking what I really want to do after cricket. And I landed with, you know, communication science. I'm really interested in presenting, um, you know, at cricket games or any, you know, any sport, really. Nice. Um, I'm really passionate about it. So I love the camera on me now, but hopefully one day I can be behind the camera <laughs> and answer difficult questions to, to other athletes. Um, so, yeah, I'm currently in my second year of communication science amazing that is good yes but being behind the scenes even though the camera all zooms in on you and what it is that you're doing yes. do you feel the pressure at all with cameras um obviously zooming in as a team coming together do you kind of give each other pep talks you know or what what to say what not to say how is the proteas women's team guided when it comes to communications Yes, um, I think we're pretty good. Um, we have some media staff, you know, that really coaches us. Um, in our early days, when you get in, when you get the chance to play for your country, you really you sit down with the with the media staff, and they kind of just guide you on, you know, what to say, what not to say, how to handle certain questions. But I think over time, you know, this is my seventh year with the Momentum Pro Tier, so mm. over time, you really, you know, you find you find the confidence that you find what works for you and don't work for you. So. Um, for us as a team, I think we're really, you know, um, comfortable with cameras around us. Um, and with the more televised games we're getting at the moment and the more coverage we're getting, I think everybody's just getting more and more comfortable with the cameras. Mm, mm. I mean, what was it like to be a part of the all-women broadcasting team on SABC Sport? I mean, the likes of Natalie Germanos as well as um, uh, Cass Naidu. Yes, that was extremely, that was an amazing opportunity and experience for me. Um, I've never commentated in my life before that game. Um, and I didn't know I was going to commentate until that morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really have, have time to prepare. I was on the flight and I know Kaz was on the flight somewhere with me. And I just went to her and I'm like, please help. What do I say? What don't I say? Um, but no, I think, you know, it was extremely extremely cool um, experience and I hope in the future, you know, more women get involved um, yeah. with our country teams in South Africa. But do you think it comes naturally um, that you know the sport so well, you play the sport, that when you do take a seat and zoom in on what it is that you do, it's it's sort of like second nature, like driving a car. Yes, I think for certain people it comes more naturally than others. Um 
you know, it certainly helps knowing the game and knowing what you're talking about. I think if you if you didn't play the sport, it would be a bit more difficult, kind of knowing all the you know knowing all the rules and to do's and not to do's with cricket. But mm. yeah, I think once once you play the game, um, you kind of know what you're talking about, and that and that makes it definitely easier. Yeah. What would you say your highlight has been in your in your career so far? Oh, there's been so many, but. Um, I think just at the top of my head, we played um, this year. We played in the T20 World Cup, and we won England for the first for the first time in a World Cup mm-hmm. um, in our first game as well. Um, I think everybody was kind of, you know, they already wrote us off before that game even started. And yeah. I just remember, you know, everybody just had this intensity and just had this focus um, around them the whole time when we were training before the game, when we were on the bus, you know, going to the game. I don't think it was the first time I've ever seen a team with no doubts at all. Um, and I remember just winning that game. It was such a special moment for us as a South African women's cricket team and for South Africa as well. Um, so yes, I think just looking back, that would definitely be a standout for me. Mm. Do you get goosebumps at all? If you think like, here I am playing the sport that I love in its highest order, traveling the world, meeting people and all of this Cricket, cricket being the vehicle of all of that. Yes, no, it's, it's really amazing. Um, I think we're in a very fortunate, you know, um, situation where you get to travel the world, you get to play, you know, something that you love, and you do it for a career. I mean, not many people can say, you know, they work, they wake up every morning and they can do something they love. Mm-hmm. So I think we're very fortunate with what we're doing at the moment, and I think traveling the world as well. I don't think many people get the opportunity to another country in their lifetime um, and we get to see you know multiple countries so yeah. I think it's a it's a huge blessing for us and I don't think anyone takes it for granted where have you touched down Sunay and it's felt like home away from home for you um that would be a difficult one um I think when we travel a lot um I really love Australia I think you know the weather and it depends where you are but the people are very much like South African mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel at home when I'm in Australia. Any other place where you feel, hmm, I could move here. I, I could perhaps live here. <laughs> um, well, I'm currently in Pretoria, um, but you know, I go on holidays in Cape Town a lot. So um, I love the mountains. So hopefully one day I get to move there as well. Mm-hmm. I know like traveling is fun and I love traveling too, but my favorite part of traveling is actually coming home. Is that what it's like for you after, you know, all the travels and living out of a suitcase? I mean, which is something you've become uh, uh, familiar with and I guess really good at. Is coming home that special moment? Yes, I think it's very very special when you see your family waiting for you at the airport. But luckily I'm still young, so for me to travel is, is extremely fun. So normally when I get home, I enjoy it for a week. But then my mom can, you know, you know she wants like a bag, bags again. She must go somewhere, even if it's just for a weekend. So I think I'm kind of just used to living, you know, even if I'm at home, I don't even pack my clothes out of the suitcase. I still live out of the suitcase. Um, I do, you know, you just get so used to it. But I think I'm I'm a very, um, I love travel. So even when I'm at home, I can only stay here for about a week and then yeah. I'm ready to go somewhere else again. I'm with you. I'm with you. So how did this lockdown affect you? Because like you said, that is life. It's about pulling your, your suitcase through the airports, touching down in places um, and doing what it is that you love. So 
how did the lockdown and being stuck in one place and mentally how did it take its toll yeah no, it, it's it's been quite a journey um but you know as i said it's it's been fun being at home with my family and just enjoying some quality time with them but um i can feel i'm ready to go <laughs> explore somewhere again mm, mm. um but yeah you kind of just have to get new routines when you're at home um because you know you're going to be here for a long time so it was just nice to you know just be in my in my own room kind of decorating it again since I'm here for more than a week mm. um so I kept myself busy so it was good I know I was checking out your your Instagram page and you were building puzzles but you didn't show the complete yeah. puzzle what puzzles were you 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 putting together just to keep busy <laughs> Yeah I completed about two puzzles um thousand piece puzzles which you know took a it took a lot of time, um, but luckily semester two started a week ago, so I'm back studying again. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some, well, I was busy with exams as well during um, during lockdown, so the studies kept me busy a lot. Um, but yeah, otherwise played some table tennis, did some puzzles, you know, took a lot of naps and kind of just relaxed. That's nice. I guess keeping busy, keeping the mind busy, as you said, but you are feeling that itch yeah. to sort of hit the road and go somewhere. When you decided in grade 10 that, look, cricket is the way you were going to go, having had, yes, your dad involved and your brother also playing cricket, which I think kind of made it easier for you. Was there a woman cricketer who was your role model that you could look up to? Because I'm sure today um, those young and upcoming players get to look up to you did you have that role model? Um, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't really see any women's cricket on the television to look at. So I didn't really know anyone, you know, from the cricketing world in women's, you know, in the women's cricketing world. So, you know, you heard about this player, about that player, but you couldn't really see them play to make kind of but that's how I want to play and that's, you know, who I want to be one day. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to kind of get a player, but I know... You know, I played with Dane, our captain at the moment, yes. since I was, you know, eight years old. I've known Mignon um, a very, very long time. So, kind of just growing up with, you know, those caliber of people and, um, you know, just seeing how they got into the system earlier and seeing how, you know, how their cricket have, you know, grown since they became a part of the South African cricket team. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think when I was still in provincial team with them, that kind of inspired me to become better and also to play along, alongside them in the cricket team as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, you know, the local players really played a big a big part in my career because we never really used to get exposed to, you know, overseas players. But, you know, but now, you know, you know, Elise Perry from Australia and all those players. So there's definitely more and more players for younger girls to look up to. Mm-hmm. And did you consume a lot of the men's game? And was it... I guess, easier to have a male role model in cricket than it was a female role model. And who was that person? Yes, I think so. Because obviously, you know, you saw them on TV. You got to watch the game. Since then, I've kind of just watched him play. Um, Unfortunately, his career ended a long time ago, so I had to stop. But, you know, Rudolph was a really, really good cricket player. And I really look up to him, you know, as well as the likes of A.B. DeVillian. Yeah, mainly the Pretoria-based players, because mm-hmm. you go, you got to go meet them um, and kind of just 
got to see what they're about and who they are as people. So I would definitely say Jock Rudolph and David Devilliers. Awesome. We're very quickly going to our WhatsApp line, Sunay. There are uh, there's a question for you, so here we go. Good afternoon, Romy, and good afternoon to uh, Sunia Lewis. Um, now, in January 2020, uh, in the third Women's One Day International against uh, New Zealand, uh, you became the first bowler to take uh, two uh, six uh, wicket holes in Women's uh, One Day uh, Cricket. Uh, you took uh, six wickets for 45 runs in 10 overs, with uh, South Africa winning the game uh, rather than three-match uh, series at uh, 3-0. Uh, you also named the player of the series. Can you please describe for me this moment? Uh, and that series, man, whitewashing New Zealand. Can you please um, uh, just describe this moment when you became the first bowler to take uh, six wickets and two? Tell me about your team goals. Um, I've, I've, I've heard uh, this week that uh, uh, Graham Smith has renewed uh, the contract of Hilton Moring, who is a head coach, for another three years. What are your goals as a team? Uh, because there are, um, I think, two uh, IC tournaments coming up in, in his reign. Coming up, there's the, um, the 2021 Cricket World Cup in New Zealand, also the 2022 Women's T20 World Cup here in South Africa. So tell me about your team goals. Thank you very much, uh, Rob. Thank you so much there to Libra for asking those questions. Sunay, you heard them. Uh, you can go ahead and answer. Um, yes, I think uh, New Zealand, the New Zealand tour was a very special tour for us as a team. I think going into that tournament, we had to get six points, which is you have to win all the ODIs that we play to, um, you know, to qualify for next year's World Cup. Uh, so going into the tournament, we knew it was going to be very hard because New Zealand is obviously a very a very competitive and a strong team. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into that last game, we were 2-0 up. Um, and I don't think I was really, or well, the captain really planned on bowling me. Um, but I think some some instinct just came over her and she just tossed the ball to me and she was like, no, show us what you can do. So I wasn't really mentally prepared to bowl on the day, but... Um, you know, I saw it as, as an opportunity, and somehow, you know, one wicket came, another wicket came, and before you knew it, six wickets <laughs> later, um, we won the game. But it was a very, very special day for us. Um, obviously, winning New Zealand three love, that's the first time in history of ever. Um, so we were extremely happy with our performances, mm. um, and obviously qualifying for the 50 over World Cup next year. And then with our coach being, you know, um, contracted again for three years. Um, I think it's good for consistency for us as a team. Um, you know, coming so close into into a World Cup, reaching semi-finals, but not really getting over the line to a final. I think that's something us as a team we're really hungry for, and um, to get into a, into a final of a World Cup and eventually one. So I think in the upcoming years, you know, we we have two World Cups coming up. I mm. think that's definitely. Um, a team goal for us. Yeah. He also asked you, what are your future goals? Um, you're 24 now. You've got literally your whole life ahead of you, but in which direction do you want to take this? Yes, I think, you know, actually for, uh, like you said, you still have a long career to go. Um, I think from, you know, it's it's uncertain times at the moment, but we never know who, when or where we're going to play again. But I think if we get the opportunity to play this year or next year, you know, I really want to um, make my mark in the team. I really want to, you know, when I get the opportunity to battle ball, really take that opportunity and, you know, and win games for our team. And when the awards come next year, I really want to see my name um, as nominees in, um, you know, in some categories. Mm. So I think for me, kind of just, you know, saying to the world, Sinead Leap is here um, and she's there to play. 
Do you, I mean, as you said, you, you've got so many years ahead of you. Do you want it to be cricket for the remainder uh, of your career? Or, I mean, I think you're even young enough to have another career, even if you wished, you know. But are you, are you, are you determined that this career, cricket career path, is a one, it's like a train track. You're on it, you're not deviating. No, I think cricket is really uh, my passion and I want to continue, you know, playing the game for as long as I can. Um, but obviously, like I said, another passion for me is the presenting side of things. Mm. And, you know, when we're at home, when we don't really have tours or, you know, other cricket obligations, I really try and, you know, get some internships with other presenters and other teams and media, um, you know, media staff just to kind of get some, you know, get some experience. Um, for when I eventually retire, I you know I have a good resume for you know for maybe a super full job or you know wherever life may take me. Mm-hmm. How about that passion that you said that you have for for children? Is there an inkling already as to how you want that to to play out? Yes, I'm not sure that in, uh, you know I kind of have to finish my education degree for you know for that to happen. But hopefully, you know, I get a a coaching job somewhere as well <laughs> along the side where mm-hmm. I can really just have fun with some kids. Um, or I'll just, some ki- just get some kids of my own and, you know, just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, nice too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, hopefully, you know, one day opportunities will come and, um, you know, you don't know how life, how life or where life may take you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how, how, it, how it turns out. Sinead, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us here on Radio 2000. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. And yeah, whatever you do, please check in with us. You know, we'd be more than happy to hear. We see your name in lights. We know that you're doing great things and check in from time to time. We'd love to hear and see how your career grows, where you're going. And if it is at uh, those special moments come by, uh, remember us. Uh, We'd love to share and, and celebrate with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. More than welcome. Sine Luce there, our MVP for today, just sharing at just 24, doing so much already and just, uh, you know, taking it, taking it and running with it. She's very clear in terms of what she wants to do with cricket and already in the senior Proteas women's squad, having traveled um, and representing her country at its highest level. It is inspiration enough. And I like, I love stories like this because it means that um, those that are still coming into the fold have a role model and someone to look up to at just 24 so doing great things our MVP today Talibra thank you also for sending through uh, the question there asking this young lady as to where it is that she wants to take it and now you and I both know to the highest highest level